0: Hi there, my name is Tom Bell and welcome to my 5-Minute Friday podcast on June the 9th. Where is the year going? I know I say that all the time, don't I? So this week I'm going to read you a 5-minute extract from my book uh, which comes out on the 5th of January which is the 75th anniversary of the setting up of the NHS. Uh, The book will be called No Wealth But Life. It is available to pre-order on Amazon and here is a bit from the forward. There is no wealth but life including all its powers of love, of joy, and of admiration. That country is the richest which nourishes the greatest numbers of noble and happy human beings. That man is richest, who having perfected the functions of his own life to the utmost, has also the widest helpful influence, both personal and by means of his possessions, over the lives of others. John Ruskin, unto this last. When John Ruskin penned what many regard as his most impassioned, insightful, and timelessly relevant thoughts in 1860, as part of a series of four separately published essays, he could have been writing the motivational opening of a manifesto for the creation of a new National Health and Care Service. Perhaps even a National Health and Care Service that would be accessible by all within society who needed its help a service collectively and mostly willingly funded by all those who could afford to contribute what they were able toward its upkeep. The four essays Ruskin wrote were ultimately published as one book entitled Unto This Last in 1862, a book many regard as his most important and one that has become an enduring ode to fairness. The impact of the sentiment and observations contained in the original essays Ruskin wrote and the book they became have been, and continue to be, globally significant and influential. Mahatma Gandhi is perhaps the most famous of the numerous instigators of sizable and historically important socially progressive change said to have been greatly influenced by Ruskin's work. The thought-provoking writing of John Kenneth Galbraith, which boldly challenged the self-centric, individualistic, economic ambition dominating 20th century American society, also reflects Ruskin's ideologies and the founding egalitarian thinking, the ambitions and original policies of the Labour Party of the early 1900s that eventually led to the launch of the NHS in 1948, were significantly influenced by the thinking that Ruskin expressed in his writing. How things have changed. Ruskin was the only son and child of a wealthy trader, a wine and cherry importer, whose business ultimately grew to become part of one of the world's largest drinks empires. I think it's safe to assume the young John Ruskin would have wanted for nothing materially. And though the working class chip that sits proudly on my shoulder has made me naturally wary of the observations and theories espoused by members of the more comfortable privileged classes, it is after all easy to talk about the insignificance of money when you have plenty and have never wanted for it, I have warmed to Ruskin. He was undoubtedly a talented and incredibly intelligent polymath who was unafraid to express views that rubbed up sharply against those of his wealthy and entitled peer group. The conclusion he so eloquently held aloft that there is no wealth but life has not only stood the test of time and constant unrelenting challenge from the facile and the fleeting, but it has also, I believe, become even more relevant. I think it is a further mark of genius that in three prescient poignant sentences, Ruskin not only reminds us of what truly matters to all of us. He also alludes to what the very purpose of a nation and therefore the responsibility and ultimate purpose of its government should be. And in doing so, he highlights the only really meaningful yardstick by which they should be measured. His thinking that the country that is richest is the one which nourishes the greatest numbers of noble and happy human beings predates the creation of the now famous World Happiness Index by 150 years. The purpose of government as viewed by those in government is inextricably linked to the health and well-being of a nation and is something I will allude to throughout this book. Suffice to note at this point that the unrelenting focus on economic growth, which stubbornly dominates political debate and continues to characterise the ambition of nearly all developed and developed economies and mainstream politics, is proving increasingly destructive to our physical and mental health, as well as the very planet we depend on for survival and the communities many of us live in. I'm only a few seconds away there from five minutes. You'd think I'd planned that. I didn't. Thank you very much for listening. You can, as ever, get in touch with me via Tom in Cumbria at Twitter. You can find me on LinkedIn. You can find me on the Cormetis website, C-O-R-M-E-T-I-S dot com. That's Cormetis, C-O-R-M-E-T-I-S dot com. And as ever, stay safe, stay sane and stay solvent if possible. Thanks again. Have a good weekend.